and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sharing Time Podcast. We've got a live audience here. <sighs> All the crazy live Simmer live down. people out there. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Sean Rapier. I am Ken Craig. And I'm still Sean Rapier, uh, ever Thank since goodness. I introduced myself a moment <laughs> ago. So, uh, Ken, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. How are you, Sean? I'm doing great. I feel really good tonight. Nice. we got a big audience building yeah, up. Audience, quick. please we, tell we us... It. Tell us who you are and where you're watching from. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Sharon Almeida, Sharon Almeida says, I, I would go to a Ken Craig musical. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, ever since I first met her, has called me KC, my initial KC and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, KC yeah, and the Sunshine Band. So I like I am it. so happy to. I'm so happy you're here, Sharon. Can, can we rename the show KC and the Sunshine Man? Done. I could be the Sunshine Man. Yeah, you. Well, you're the only other one here, John. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I guess whoever it is next to Casey, that's it. So we'd love to know who else is out there in our live audience. If you're listening from our podcast, thank you so much. Before we jump into the show, we just want to uh, remind you: if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to us on Facebook, and if you could. Leave us a five-star review, especially on uh, iTunes or on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome. Tom Jensen is watching from the Blue Turf of Boise. Oh, wow. wow. And they do. Boise has the, the oh, blue. Oh, that's right. That's right. The blue football field. Yeah. So, Tom, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. So. Slow, slow game, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> is there a game going on? I think here? there's not a game and that's why Tom's tuning ah. in. He got to the he got to the stadium and went, What the heck? Where is everyone? So wow, Mark Berens is uh tuning in from Brisbane, Australia. Wow. What Mark, time is it there, Mark? Mark, that's awesome. It's actually uh early there. Oh, so awesome. yeah, I know. My my uh my office is actually in, in Australia and I've been to Brisbane. What a beautiful place. I have not been. It uh, rained the entire time I was in (laughs) Brisbane, but it's a a gorgeous place. So, Mark, we're glad you're here. So, I think the first thing we have to talk about uh, is that recently a little movie came out, Ken. Yeah. And it was a pretty exciting movie. Uh, It was Sharknado 14. And no, it was not. It was uh, Once I Was Engaged came out. It did. And Ken, and, our very own Ken Craig, has a prominent role. Well, <laughs> have <laughs> yes, you seen it, John? <laughs> it is a prominent role. And no, I haven't seen it yet, but we have it on our list. It's um, it did. It is uh, it is going out. Now it started. It came out in Utah, and now it is expanding to other areas this weekend. So Las Vegas, Arizona, um, and I will be there in Las Vegas. Yeah. So if you are hearing this. And you are in Las Vegas, or you would like to go to Las Vegas this weekend? <laughs> I, I will be there, and I will. I would love to see you. Man, that is awesome! Yeah. So I went when once I was a beehive came out. I went and I loved it. It was. Have we lived there for fourteen years? We'd been uh, in Utah, I think, three years at that point, and so to go back and see all these people that I loved was just it was a great weekend. And you so. were. What's funny is you play the bishop in the movie. You were a bishop in Las Vegas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. See how I tied yeah. that all together? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm quick that way. So they were, yeah. So I was going to lay some bishop guilt on, you know, former members <laughs> if they didn't come to see me. But... If you feel worthy enough. Yeah. <laughs> come see my movie. P.S. You're worthy enough. <laughs> all right. So I actually had the director of the film. Right. You introduced us. And then also... 
the publicist for the film, Michelle Moore, reached out to me as well to see if I could have him on. And I had never met McLean before. Uh, we did the interview over Zoom, so I've still never met McLean oh, yeah. technically. Yeah. But what an amazing guy, right? Such, yeah, he is a he's brilliant uh, and very generous uh, and just a genuinely good genuinely good man and i uh he has a great way of kind of rallying everybody together and um you know it was filmed during the pandemic which is just takes a lot of ambition yeah that's amazing and he was he had it so yeah he was a really cool guy to talk to and if you want to hear that interview you can go to uh the latter-day lives podcast and listen to that so this brings up my thought because he he said it's not a sequel he goes, it's really not a sequel. It's in the universe. I think he's like yeah. the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of a sequel. I mean, I, mean, I guess it's not the main character focused on. So right. it's not really a sequel. Right. But uh, are there any other church films? And please, we'd love to hear from our uh, live audience out there. Are there any other church films you would like to see revisited? Like, is there, like, within like, like that a, universe? Like, within that universe? Like, a sequel or a revisiting. I mean, this is sort of either a sequel or a revisiting to this. There was uh, the single Second Ward. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I can't think of any others. Of any other that, ones that have had, that's true, that have had uh, That have had, oh, like wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, there was um, uh, The Other Side of Heaven. Had The oh, Other Side right. of Heaven, too. That's right. I mean, you even had... Yeah, Groberg on, didn't you? No, I didn't on. have I didn't have Elder Groberg on. I had um, oh uh, the director Mitch, who's, yeah, Mitch yeah, Davis, yeah, Mitch Davis. Yeah, uh, I got to tell you, talk about a sweetheart of a guy, Mitch Davis. Who's Mitch Davis is the director of those two films as well as he's done a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, he is so nice. He was on this crazy promotion tour for uh, for Other Side of Heaven too, uh-huh. and uh, the only time we could line it up was like 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) And he sat there in that same chair you're in, and he had been to like 10 different interviews that day, doing all kinds of promotions for Other Side of Heaven too. And he said, Sean, I got a half an hour in me. And not a minute more. I'm sorry. As soon as this cup of coffee is gone. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was odd. Uh, but, But he was like, uh, that's what I can give you. And I said, Mitch, I'll take it. I'll take 10 yeah, minutes with you, yeah. whatever. He came and he sat down. We recorded for an hour. And then we sat for an hour and a half shooting the bull. <laughs> he and I sat and I kept saying, Mitch, I don't want to keep you. And he's like, Sean, I just think I need this right now. Yeah. I just need to sit and talk. And yeah. so then um, he was curious about our numbers, how many downloads we had. And so I sent out, uh, I sent him a text and said, hey, here are the numbers. You know, and we we had had thousands and thousands of downloads. And he said, wow, thank you again. Pals forever, Mitch. And I went, pals forever. Like, my heart just, like, got warm from that. <laughs> Who says pals forever? Uh, that's awesome. Uh, David Fawcett says, I'd love to see a sequel to The Best Two Years. Hey, David. Glad you're on. Best Two Years would be. That was the first one I thought of. Yeah. So what do you have? How, what's what's the sequel look like to the best two years? Yeah, what, yeah. What does that look like? I, I think uh, I think one of them becomes probably returns as the mission president, just like Other Side of Heaven too, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that really could be it. You could have Dave Nibley go back and be the <laughs> yeah, uh, the ageless be, Dave Nibley. I know. Gosh, Dave, could you get a little older, please? Yeah. Uh, no, you know what would be great is he comes home and he gets called to be a bishop, and the second part is called the best two hours. <laughs> It actually can. The whole thing is done in real time. It was literally just a yeah, yeah, kind of a slice of life type of 
film. A it's Sunday a documentary. <laughs> it's a documentary called The Best Two Hours. <laughs> yeah, just uh, sitting through Ward Council and Sacrament Meeting. And yeah. That's a page turner. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Light the box office on fire. Yeah, I think we already have that. It's called Zoom. Yeah, that's right. We've all seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. The Church Ball. Uh, is church ball still really a thing? Has it been oh, a thing yeah, for a while? Oh, yeah, it's been, I don't know. If that, like, I, no, I mean actually playing church right, basketball. Right, right, I don't like, know that that, uh, not I, for me it isn't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency to walk, like I can remember playing, I think when I was 18, and it was a night where I was just on fire, Sean, and I couldn't miss, and I have no explanation. And I never went back because I thought, well, it's not going to get better than that. And uh, same thing happened in high school. We were playing baseball, and I, I knocked one over a fence, and that was what? it. I put that bat down, and I was like, it's not going to get any better. So I'm I walk away from things, and it's like that's why I just up the ante. I'm, I guess I'm done. I'm checking out. I'm tapping out right now. So. I, I'm really grateful you and Katie didn't have an amazing first date. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, Katie, not it's gonna not going to get better than this. <laughs> right. I'm out. I'm done. What other what other church movies are there? So they did another singles ward. Uh, yeah. I mean, now all of a sudden, kind of all those church movies are escaping me a little bit. Well, and they're all those are a little bit dated, huh? Yeah the 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 renaissance of the as we used to call it the Mormon film movement. Uh, you know, yeah, that was that was quite some time ago. What was the first one? What was the first one called? The Richard Dutcher film. God's Army. God's Army. Oh, wasn't there, there was a God's Army too? Wasn't there a God's Army 2 audience? I think there was a God's Maybe Army 2. Maybe there was, two. yeah. Yeah, David Fawcett says, end on a high note. <laughs> that's the kid. <laughs> right. That was George Costanza. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, that's going to be the, the, the title of the, the biography, the Ken Craig story. End on a high note. <laughs> the Ken Craig story. Um, the Saints and Soldiers world kind of expands like that. There's been three yeah. of those, and they kind yeah, of all live true. within that world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the Saratov approach. Yeah, there's not going to be another Saratov approach. <laughs> Every mother has prayed that there will be no <laughs> yes. sequel to that. Well, same thing with uh, the Cokeville Miracle. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Nobody right. wants a repeat of that for sure. So, <laughs> have you been to see movies at the movie theater lately? You, you oh, guys yeah. are big moviegoers. Yeah, I mean, I was at. So we were at the premiere, sure. the world premiere of Once I Was Engaged, which was frustrating. Michelle invited me. Michelle Moore, who does all the PR yeah. for the movie, she's like, "Oh, you got to come to the the premiere." I was in San Diego. Oh. So unable to make it. That was a bummer. It really was. It really is great. I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, especially if you liked Once I Was a Beehive and it, and you kind of are attached to those characters. You know, it's been several years and they're grown and there's more complexity to them and there's um, really sweet message and and uh, but also very funny still. It was just I, I thought it was I thought they did a great job. You should it. act out one of the scenes right now. <laughs> Can right now be the bishop? Go do it mm-hmm. on command. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like your temple <laughs> prep classes are are done, and uh, so well, good luck with your marriage. I believe it, Ken. <laughs> I totally believe that you're the bishop. So, so what what other movies have you seen in theaters? So they did a. This is kind of a throwback, but. Um, we did, you know, our friends, the Clarks. Yeah. They did a, a fundraiser for um, for fighting against ALS, 
Oh, no and kidding. And they showed two of Chris's favorite movies from the 80s. Oh, how fun. Sean, I didn't to know see them that. on the big screen. It was Raiders of the Lost Ark oh. and Back to the Future. Wow. And I didn't it know was that was like, happening. It was like being transported. It was, that I was, I was like, is a so stupid cool. teenager all over again. Yeah. It was awesome. Loved it. Yeah. Especially Raiders. Oh, so it's just time on the big so, screen. That, I mean, yeah. It's been, like we've talked about this, it's 40 years old this year, and it is. Yeah. Unreal. And then we, and Katie and I, I drug Katie to see A, a Quiet Place too. Yeah. How was that? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it is not for How did the Katie fame like part. it? Well, so she's not one for suspense, uh, but we went and saw the first one and she ended up loving it because it's so family centric. So, By the way, for our audience out there, what movies have you guys seen lately? Yeah. Because it feels like movies are starting to get their feet under them again. Yeah. You know, for a while during the pandemic, all I saw ads for was the movie Tenet for some reason. <laughs> like it seemed like that was the movie of the pandemic, but yeah. But so I we haven't seen Quiet Place two yet. However, <laughs> I'll tell you something really really funny. We were in we were in the movie A Quiet Place, and we loved A Quiet Place. Yeah. We thought it was so fantastic. But you know, it's a it's an intense experience just sitting there in the theater. It's like really oh yeah, it's you can really hear people intense. People eating popcorn. It's yes, that, like silent and. And there was a guy who was in the theater. The theater was packed. He was a couple rows away from us. And then all of a sudden, he must have been listening to conference (laughs) on his phone before because it's like quiet. They're tiptoeing. We don't want any monsters. And all of a sudden, we hear, and the faith will carry you across the finish line, (laughs) brothers and sisters, if you will pray. And then we see this bright light, this guy fumbling with his phone. He's like bobbling his phone with this bright light. And I hear his wife go, shut it off. And he goes, I don't know how. (laughs) And the whole theater was just dying. Oh, gosh. It was so funny. That's amazing. Leighton Evans says Black Widow was amazing, and so was In the Heights. Hey, Leighton. Yeah, I've heard. I'd like to see both of those. So we saw In the Heights. I got to say, HBO makes it so easy to not go to movie theaters. (laughs) It's like once a month they have some big blockbuster. So we saw In the Heights. Here at home? Here at home. Yeah. You know, now I got a big TV. I got a little stereo there. So. Yeah, you know, it's not the same quality of popcorn, uh, but <laughs> yeah, Layton, did you enjoy In the Heights? Did, you haven't seen In the Heights? No, I haven't seen the movie. We saw the play. Uh, yeah, it was at the Hale, and um, yeah, I enjoy that. Like, yeah, I think that'd be. And did you see Black Widow? No, I haven't seen Black Widow yet. I did either. not. Have you been to see Jungle Cruise yet? No. All right, I kind of would just because again, Emily Blunt has won so much goodwill from me with the yeah. Quiet Place movies. And so I'm like... Quiet Place and Mary Poppins. Yeah, so... So uh, I went and saw it. Uh, some of our audience may not know. I'm a huge Disneyland fan. You? You may not know that, Ken. <laughs> this might be surprising to you. I'm a huge Disneyland fan. And of course, this is based on the Disneyland and Disney World attraction. Yeah. And... Uh, I, 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 I'm struggling to give it a B minus. <laughs> if anyone from our audience has seen uh, has seen Jungle Cruise, I'd love to hear what you think of it. My son Keaton, who just got home, he gives it an A. It was definitely him. Okay. Uh, it's it. You know, it starts off. I I think, and this is going to show you what a ridiculously old man I am. I was looking for like Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Maltese Falcon, <laughs> Casablanca. Starring The Rock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wish you just consulted with me just for a second before you went. Uh, my son Keaton just texted me and said it's an A minus. <laughs> um, losing its luster already. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the fact. Yeah, The Rock hasn't been in too many A A plus, I guess, Renaissance movies. But I wanted them. The first half captures. The first half definitely captures that feeling and it they really capture the ride like you feel like you're on the jungle cruise ride it's lots of jokes and it's yeah, all the, yeah, the, yeah. the the corny jokes that they do and then all of a sudden it's pirates of the caribbean where it's like it's more about ghosts Heroine. from the past oh. and there's there's a kind of a supernatural stuff going on and it's a lot of and then it just kind of goes, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it definitely becomes The Rock's movie <laughs> at that point. I love The Rock. I got to say, sure. I, it's a good time. I, I enjoy The Rock. If he's in a movie, I usually tamp my expectations and I enjoy it. Love Emily Blunt. Paul Giamatti is in a tiny role in it. Oh, really? Why would you give Paul Giamatti a, ti- a tiny role? He's like, he's an American treasure. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a great character actor. Yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> so you won't be... Jungle Cruise 2 won't be high on... So here's my frustration is Disney has been on this run of trying to figure out making rides into movies. And they've been making, you know, movies into rides. They All the new rides have Disney IP. But they, other than pirates, just cannot figure it out. They had the Country Bears. yeah. Which was just embarrassing. <laughs> that was really bad. And a friend of mine was one of the stars in it. Yeah. Uh, a comedian I used to work with. And then uh, they did The Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. And uh, and then the worst movie, Tomorrowland. Yeah, with George Clooney. Oh, I never saw it. Ooh. I so am <laughs> jealous of that. Yeah, that was really bad. It was, well, it was a terrible film. They all have to go into this big, weird, like, peril, and I don't know. I thought that was going to be great. But the reason I resent that film is Tron is my favorite movie of all time. And they were getting ready to make the new Tron film. Uh And then when Tomorrowland bombed, they said, nope, we're clearing the slate. So a new Tron film was canceled because of Tomorrowland. Oh, thanks a lot, Tomorrowland. Yeah, thanks, Tomorrowland. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, so anyway, we'd love to know from our audience what movies you guys have been out to see. Any other ones that you've seen recently? No. Um, no. Well, <laughs> I recently went on my first work trip. Um, oh, yeah. And, Where'd uh, you end up going? To California. And it was just a short flight, but I did see a couple of films. Uh, News of the World with Tom Hanks. Did oh, yeah. I never saw that it. one. That's good. That's a little harrowing, but good. As a reminder, Ken works for uh, Philanthropies. Church Philanthropies. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then I saw The Father. Did you see that one? No. With Anthony Hopkins? No. Well, it's based on a play and it's uh, about a, a a father and his relationship with his daughter. He has dementia. Oh, yeah, my dad saw that. Yeah, my parents saw that and they loved it. They really recommended it. It's very it. well acted and very interesting the way that You're kind of not sure what's going on in it. Right, because yeah, you're seeing yeah, it through yeah someone with dementia like how he is seeing things yeah like and so it was really well done not the feel-good movie of the year i was like wow that was that was heavy heavy (laughs) yeah but but very well done so all right so how was it traveling again that was your first trip since the pandemic yeah yeah wild 
Totally yeah. <laughs> wild. How was it traveling again? And for our audience out there, if you've been traveling, we'd love to hear about it. I'll tell you. I know you've traveled too. I've been traveling yeah. a fair amount lately. So, it so was, what did you think? I, you know, there's still some reminders. Um, you know, you're wearing the mask on the plane, and uh, and and in the airports and stuff. But but to be back out and seeing people face to face that I hadn't seen in over a year. Yeah. It was great. Um, was yeah. your flight packed? Uh, it was pretty full. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Both yeah. The airports, the airports yeah. have been absolutely packed. It's yeah. like, it's like suddenly. So I never stopped. I never completely stopped traveling during the pandemic. I, I didn't travel for probably the first three months. And then I started going out to our corporate office in San Diego pretty regularly. So I've traveled kind of all along. But that was it. And then in December, you know, we took the, the family to Disney World. Uh-huh. Um, and then I did a trade show in Nashville, which was was kind of cool. That was my first big non-San Diego work thing. Mm-hmm. And then just this past week, I was out in Bentonville, Arkansas, meeting with Walmart. And it's great like yeah. to be in front of customers again oh, and to be with best. people. Yeah. By the way, David, David Fawcett says, uh, do you like the original Tron from 1982? Or the uh, the remake from 2010. I love them both, David. In fact, downstairs from where we are sitting, I have a massive wall. I don't ever think I've shown it to you. My uh-uh. office uh-uh. is completely filled with Tron collectibles. <laughs> like I have a massive collection of Tron collectibles uh, downstairs. And in fact, when the 2010 version came out, I rented an entire movie theater. Did you really? rented our own theater and I just invited a bunch of people and we went and saw it midnight the night it opened. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I love, love Tron. But yeah, but back to travel, it's there's something about just getting out and yeah. being somewhere. And then Vanessa and I have had to we've run up to Oregon a couple of times. We've been up to uh Oregon. Have you tried renting a car? Yeah, um I did get one, but I've heard I've heard that that like the prices are outrageous now because there's such a demand for them. So yeah. yeah. So apparently the 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 car rental companies, when all the demand completely died, they sold off a lot of their fleet because the mm-hmm. cars were just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Then demand came back up. The they car makers can't get chi- car can't get yeah. chips for cars. Cars are too expensive. Yeah. I've done okay when I've gone down to San Diego. But uh, we went up to, we've had to go up to Oregon for some stuff a couple of times. We went up the first time for a one-day rental for a regular mid-sized car. It was $250 <laughs> for one day, Ken. Now that's including tax and everything else. But that, I bet that was more expensive than the plane ticket. Uh, no, oh. plane tickets are through the roof right oh, now. Okay. And in fact, this was, this was a crazy trip. We just We had some stuff we had to take care of. It was very last minute. But I'm used to, you know, you sort of go back to the pre-pandemic days in your mind. You're, you've, you know, I spent 20, I've, I have spent 20 years plus traveling. So, you know, I, I said, hey, we got to go to Oregon. It was the same day. And I said, I'll book the tickets for tonight. We're probably going to pay a premium, like 400 bucks, last minute rental car, maybe a hundred bucks, something like that. Round trip, Salt Lake to, to, to Portland, Portland. Not far, not Portland, Maine, Portland, Oregon, $900 no, per person. No, it was not. Round tri- per person, round trip, Ken. Oh, my. And it was, you could go to, like, Australia for that much. I mean, yes. the other side of the world. So, And you still can happening? if you book far enough in advance. Uh, 
And and then we had to go up there again. A three-day rental car was going to be three days in a compact car, $1,500. $1,500. We were able to work out something else, but... So we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Hitchhiking, it's called. Uh, No, it's yeah. Travels still. You can get deals if you're booking in advance. Um, We are. uh, We're actually going to go. I think we're going to go to Europe between Christmas and New Year this year. And we were laughing because tickets to Paris, and I think I'll end up using. I'm I'm using miles for us to get there anyway. But we were looking at prices. It was like $1,100 round trip. I was like, okay, so we can go to Portland, Oregon, (laughs) an hour and a half flight, or Paris for about the same price. So, yeah, it's crazy. Totally wild. Um, You're you're commenting about, like, seeing people face-to-face, which has certainly become, you know, as things are getting back to normal and it's more and more open – has been one of my favorite things. Like in the last month since we last recorded, I have, I was just thinking about this on my drive over here because we were talking about uh, our my friend Kelly, who yeah. I, I had gone to lunch with two mission buddies. Mm. So this is a list of people I've gone to lunch with, Sean, in the last few weeks. <laughs> so I went with, with Kelly and another mission buddy. Kelly, I, I see from time to time. Our other. Uh, By the way, uh, let's just say this is Kelly loosely. Yeah. Again, last week he was the guest on the Larity Lives podcast, thanks to Ken. Yeah. But uh, like one of the founders of the animation program at yeah. BYU. Yeah. But also on your mission, amazing yeah. guy. Yeah. So we've been. So he and I and this and another buddy Scott, who I had not seen since 1992 when we got what? off our missions. Yeah, he's up in Park City. Thirty years later, and the three of us went to lunch, and it was. So great to sit there with them and to and to visit with them, um, and then my uh, my freshman roommate at BYU he's he lives up he's moved from California up to Salt Lake. We went to lunch. I hadn't seen him in forever, and we're just reminiscing. And so great to see him. Um, I fled to California for work, and a friend of mine. This is this was my best friend growing up in high school. Uh, Thirteen years ago his life just kind of went sideways. Some of it circumstantial and some of it, some choices he'd made. And yeah. I reached out at the time and was like, Hey, if, you know, let me know when you need me. And he was like, I will. And dropped off the face of the earth. And he never called. I never called. I should have followed up. One of us should have <laughs> reached out. We did not for 13 years. Wow. And then I was like, Hey, I'm coming out. Let's go. And we went and got burgers at the place we always went to. Awesome. And it was like, it was just really not, I mean, so much has happened in 13 years in our lives and, uh, and he's not on social media. And so I, we, he, we didn't really know anything. And so to sit there and catch up over, over what has happened in 13 years and just such an expression of love and appreciation mm. was wonderful. And, um, of course, you know, Katie and I have gone to lunch with Lisa, uh, you know, yeah. Lisa Clark and just, I'm just en- really enjoying the face to face with people after, a long time. And I know it's been a while that we could see people face to face, but it just felt like this spurt of catching up. You know, I went to lunch with Tracy Smith and another yeah. mutual friend. And and uh, I just have felt a great appreciation for the people in my mm. life and being able to just sit with uh, and connect. And just, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it's, been, it, it's been one of my favorite things this summer. My wife and I have been trying to figure out Without the pandemic, what do we hide behind to not have to get together with people? Like, we had such a built-in excuse for a year and a half. 
And now it's like people are like, can we get together? We go, no, because of the pain. Oh, crap, that's over. <laughs> what re- What reason? There's got to be something. Yeah. I, I will tell you, so something kind of cool to come out of, you know, with all the pandemic and stuff. It's amazing to see how God kind of just works the way that he works. Um, when I was out in San Diego, I was actually out with Tracy. Uh-huh. So Ken and I have a mutual friend. He... Uh, Ken introduced us, uh, and he has been a coworker of mine through two companies now. <laughs> and I talk to him almost every day now. I've talked to him twice today. Uh, but we we flew out to San Diego together, and there we were on. There's a shuttle bus that takes you out to the rental car area, and we were on this shuttle bus, and uh, there's a guy sitting across from us, and and he's like he just looked a little bit panicked. He's looking at his phone and he's kind of looking up and he's and he goes, "Are you guys from the area?" And we said, "No." And he goes, "Do you, do you know if they have anything other than Uber and Lyft, like for ride services?" And I said, "No, those are the only two I'm aware of." And he goes, "I don't know what I'm going to do. I just oh, this is ridiculous." And we said, "What's going on?" And he said, "Well, I have a rental car for tomorrow, uh, with Fox Rent a Car." <laughs> I don't think I ever heard of Fox, but it's you there. Know, John the Fox. He lives yes. uh, just a few blocks from the it's airport John, and borrows John car. Fox's <laughs> rental cars. So he says, I've got, I've got a rental car for tomorrow. He said, my cousin was supposed to pick me up at the airport tonight, but we were delayed an hour. Or no, we were delayed four hours. And he goes, my cousin had to go to bed because she's got to work early in the morning. And I said, no worries. I'll just get an Uber over to your place. And he goes, but I'm on a tight budget on this trip. I've got a rental car for tomorrow, but tonight, and this was at midnight, we had landed. And he goes, I got nothing. Uber wants to charge me $75 for like literally a 10-minute ride. And that's also been happening because of demand and because gas prices have gone up and everything else. So Uber's gotten super expensive. So anyway, he he tells me this whole thing and he says, so Uber's going to be 75 bucks. I don't have it in my budget right now. For that, I can't get the car till tomorrow. And so on a whim, I go, yeah, I'll give you a ride. Just go with me. Let me just take you and drop you off. And he's like, are you serious, man? Are you serious you'll do that? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he, it was really funny. He, he had a big, he had a guitar case with him. And, and uh, so we walk over to get the car. And, and as we're about to climb in, he goes, I got to tell you, my mom told me never to get in a car with strangers. <laughs> and I go, huh? My mom told me never to pick up strangers. And he goes, all right, we're not telling our moms anything. That's the deal. But he gets in the car and we start talking. I said, so what are you out here for? What do you do? He's a Stevie Wonder impersonator. What? Yes. And he's he had meetings with the guy who made Jersey Boys. Uh, Jersey Boys was such a success, the story of Frankie Valli. Yeah. That he wants to do like five or six more of different American legends and the first one he's starting with is Stevie Wonder with this guy. And they're co-writing wow. it. And he had rehearsals in L.A. and all this stuff. And that's what he was out here for. So <laughs> I was able to drive him. But it was really cool. Um, he says, as I was driving him over, 10 or 15 minutes to his cousin's house, he goes, are you a man of faith? And I said, yes, I'm a man of tremendous faith. And he goes, God put us together tonight. You know that? I was supposed to meet you. You were supposed to meet me. And this is, you know, and we had this great chat. I told him that I was, you know, a Latter-day Saint. And and he goes, oh, I have so much respect for your religion. He goes, I'm actually a worship pastor for a born-again Christian church. And, wow. And he goes, I just... So anyway, I drop him off at, at his cousin's house. And I got out to help him get his stuff out. And he gives me a big hug. And he said, Sean, you're my brother. 
you are my brother, and I am going to bless someone's el- someone else's life because of you. And it was such a, like, that doesn't happen if Uber was 10 bucks that it yeah. should have been, <laughs> or if rental cars were plentiful or whatever. Yeah. You know, so I think the pandemic, there are good things that come out of all of this craziness. <laughs> so I had a, I had a similar experience uh, to that where I felt like there was no, you know, no coincidence, right? I had gone uh, to the ER. Uh, I have to be a little bit vague here. <laughs> I'd gone to the ER with a loved one, uh, and it was scary. And we were there till about three in the morning, mm. and I was, you know, leaving at three o'clock. I was kind of spent. And um, I walk out through the lobby, and there was a friend of mine in the lobby at 3 a.m. in the ER. What? And, yeah, uh, with their with their child. And they were kind of laying back on the chairs asleep. And I was like, like I don't want to wake them. They're clearly exhausted. But I just had that nudge, like, you should let them know. I hope I get emotional here. You, they need to know that someone's aware of them. Wow. And so I just kind of tasseled her feet and and then she woke up and saw me and i just got there's this big hug um i don't know if i've hugged anybody that hard in a while and she was just told me why they were there and it was overwhelming but i just thought of all the of all the er's and all the towns <laughs> um and, You're here. And, and all the hours of the night <laughs> you know, three in the morning yeah but it was that same kind of feeling like you're talking about, or this wasn't a, this wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. This was orchestrated for, yeah. a, for a purpose that maybe we'll never fully know, but it was, yeah. but it's always a, it's always a sacred privilege to be part of those moments. Like with your Stevie yeah. Wonder impersonator. Now we have we, to go see that movie when it comes. Yeah. Out. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, we did, we had something also happen uh, that I shared on Latter Day Lives last week. Um, when my wife and I were up in Oregon, we had to take an Uber as part of picking up a car, um, and it was a long way away. It was an hour away. We had a one-hour Uber ride, and uh, <laughs> it was actually Lyft. It was a Lyft driver, and his name was Sean. And he comes to pick us up at the airport, and as we're climbing in the car, and, and I've, I've, I think I, I don't know if I've shared this on Sharing Time. I do on Latter-day Lives all the time. I often, the way the Spirit speaks to me, because I'm not that bright, it can't drop little clues. It can't rely on feelings. It just uses words. Oftentimes, the spirit just says, hey, idiot, here's what's going on. And uh, the spirit literally said, you are going to share the Book of Mormon with this man. And I climbed in and thought, okay, how am I going to do this? And the spirit just overcame me that don't worry about it. It's just going to happen. This will just, how does that happen? How does it just happen? So we start driving along. We're talking basketball, which I love. He is a big Trailblazers fan, and I'm talking about the Lakers, and we're having this big discussion, and it was great. And then he uh, he started talking, and he says, have you ever heard of The Secret, the the book The Secret? And I said, yeah, it was like a big deal from Oprah Winfrey yeah, many years like ago. Years ago yeah. And he goes, yeah, and he had, he had just been in Utah. He was actually, he's an engineer uh, who was on sabbatical. He had completed 20 years with his company, so he got like six or seven weeks off, or something like that, paid. He said he was so bored sick of being home, <laughs> he went out and was driving Lyft. And so anyway, he says, uh, yeah, I started, I started reading The Secret. He goes, I don't 
you know, I don't really believe in religion or anything, but the secret, it's really impressive. And he started telling me about how he and his wife started putting things out into the universe. And, you know, and, and he said, do you believe in that stuff? I said, I do. I call it God. <laughs> Not really a secret. <laughs> Not really the universe. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he said, well, no, how is that God if I'm just putting it out there? And I said, you know, I use the example. I said, how would you feel if, you know, you were pushing a shopping cart and your daughter was sitting in there and you're walking along the grocery store and she says, oh, there's ice cream. I really wish we had ice cream. And then when she's not looking, you grab ice cream, you throw it in the cart, you get home and then you get out the ice cream, put it on the counter. And then she walks into the kitchen and goes, wow, I put it out into the universe and suddenly there's mysteriously ice cream here. <laughs> and I said, you know, there's something behind everything. So anyway, that led to this discussion. And, and then he goes, I think we were meant to be in this Uber together, you and me. But am I here for you or are you here for me? Like, are you supposed to be telling me something or am I telling you something? And <laughs> I guess sabbaticals do this to people. <laughs> and so anyway, I, I said, well, I think we're both here for each other, you know. And we were talking about faith, and I was telling him how I, what I believe about God and how prayer works. And I said, instead of putting it out into the universe, what if you were to direct it to God? What if you were to try just, you didn't believe in the universe before the secret, so what if you were to just to try, instead of just blasting it to the universe, actually saying a prayer and turning that into a prayer? And uh, then we were talking about his kids, and all of a sudden, he said, well, where do you get that guidance for your kids? And I said, there is a book that I read every day. And he said, oh, is it the Book of Mormon? <laughs> and I said, yes. And I looked at his little screen. We were five minutes away from the destination. I hadn't even been paying attention. But it just naturally came up. I said, yeah, it's the Book of Mormon. And uh, I said, so then it was really interesting, Ken. I've never had it happen like this ever. But as we were pulling up, I said, uh, Sean, the church and the Book of Mormon specifically is going to come into your life in a serious way sometime in the next month or so. I just knew it. Like, I knew this, Ken. Like, I was yeah. able with authority to say, the church is going to come into your life. And I said, when it does, don't walk away from it. You have been prepared for it. Embrace it when that time comes. And I was just about to tell him, let me give you my number, if you have questions, whatever. And I was constrained. Huh. It was such an interesting experience, Ken. I was constrained, and the Spirit said, nope, you're not a part of this path anymore. Yeah, yeah. This was just this step. I got other people who are you know, <laughs> going to be ready. Don't and... be a ball hog, Sean. Other people need opportunities <laughs> here. To... <laughs> and, and then you know, we got out, and we went on our way, and... And, uh, you know, he, again, said, yeah, I don't think this was any kind of coincidence that, yeah. that we're here. So it's just interesting the way the way the Lord moves pieces around. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's been interesting. We'll see. Now it feels like the pandemic is coming back, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, with the, uh, the new variant and all that. Yeah, it's crazy. Everybody's trying to figure out, are we going back into, you know, lockdowns or whatever? It feels... Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a tough time. Yeah. I have a question for you, because we have, summer is winding down. Uh, Keaton, Vanessa starts, you know, my wife works at the school district. She starts work again next Monday. Uh, Keaton starts school in two weeks. Uh, you are homeschoolers. Yeah. 
Is there like a calendar to like it just is I, I don't know I don't know how homeschooling works. You know, we kinda we just sort of feel it <laughs> around October, mid October. No. Um we generally start uh around Labor Day. So yeah. beginning of September. Do you I guys mean, set a date though? How does that work? Do you guys say, Hey kids, the school year will start? Kind of. The older kids will have activities outside the home, right? Like they'll they'll take classes. They have theater classes or debate classes or seminary and things like that. And when those generally start, then that's when we're like, okay, well, let's all start together. So usually end of August, beginning of September. I was always curious about that. Yeah. You guys pretty structured with it? Um, uh, I think we're more structured than some. Mm. <laughs> there's a there's a trend in homeschooling called unschooling where they sort of... <laughs> well, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, right? Unschooled. But I think they're, our kids are pretty, um, as they get older especially, they're pretty self-directed. So they find things that they're passionate mm. about and they'll kind of spend the amount of time they want on it, which is significant. And then... Uh, it's a big deal. But yeah, no, uh, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty consistent. Um, By the way, Mike Pilkey just chimed in. Hey, Mike. Mike's former guest on Latter-day Lives. Uh, Mike says, you'd be surprised how many great moments like this happen, how many we miss because we aren't listening to prompts. Uh, listening to or acting upon prompts. Absolutely right, Mike. But uh, sorry, I'm jumping back and forth. No, we're getting comments. But um, so, yeah, so is it like it's, is it back to school? Is it like, oh, summer's over? Or do you kind of just learn all the time? There is a, there is a theme of, of learning that is always like even during the summer they'll read a lot and your uh, kids know how to read. <laughs> Ken, this is amazing. Well, you know because they they're so socially awkward because they're homeschooled. <laughs> there's not a lot of other activities that they're invited to. I'm just kidding. Do you find that people want to stereotype your family or ask you I stereotypical hope not. questions? Because um, your kids are like the most socially adjusted kids <laughs> I've ever met in my life. They're pretty. They're pretty comfortable. Um, I don't know. It feels like maybe when we first started, you know, like fifth, whatever it was, 16 years ago, 17 years ago. But in that time, especially this last year with the pandemic, there's so much curriculum available and there's so many different ways that people are. Well, everyone's homeschooled now. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody homeschools. Yeah. And some people hate it and, you know, and they don't want to do it. And that's fine. We are certainly not from the, uh, from the philosophy that everybody should be homeschooling. No, definitely not us. (laughs) It's just something that our family uh enjoys and um yeah i don't know it's never been uh, there may be people who do but i feel like uh anybody who knows us yeah when pretty... you meet your kids they're all so amazing yeah. Leighton evans says you know i'm excited to start school i'm going to be graduating with my bachelor's this spring hey congrats Leighton. yeah so uh yeah Leighton, that's great what are you getting a degree in and david fawcett says uh mike pilkey how many times do we say something Kind of jumping around topics here, but this is great. Uh, how many times do we say something to someone without realizing we were prompted or realize how much of an impact what we think is insignificant has in someone? I've been the recipient of such things multiple times. That's awesome. <laughs> Scott Christopher. What hey. is happening? Scott Christopher says working on it. <laughs> I saw Scott. I saw Scott at the uh, premiere for Witnesses. He's in Witnesses, you know. Scott, you know why Scott was in Witnesses? Because he is in everything. Scott, (laughs) you are in everything, Scott. Scott, you are the Michael Caine. Yes. I love it. 
Is Chris Scott is the most talented working actor in the state great. of Utah. Scott's great. Scott, I was actually really flat when I saw him. He recognized me, which you know we did a couple of podcasts together, yeah, uh, some time yeah, sure. back. But he's he's among so many people. I thought, oh, he won't remember me. I'm gonna have to reintroduce myself. And he knew who I was. Scott, you're you're a gentleman and an actor. Scott says, I wish you're a gentleman and an actor. You are a gentleman, Scott. You really are. You are the consummate professional. You know. Oh my gosh! And talk about just awesome people. Gainalyn Condi says, "Hey guys, what's happening?" I saw Gainalyn at the airport a couple of weeks ago. As oh, a yeah. matter of fact, Gainalyn, and you know, it's funny because we have Scott Christopher and Gainalyn both in the audience tonight. Scott Christopher in every TV show and movie, like ever, and then Gainalyn every podcast every <laughs> afternoon tv show every time you turn on tv during the daytime all this stuff oh she says and witnesses is the best it was great yeah no doubt i have not met Ganolin in person but i feel like i know her because of that because she's everywhere and, and many mutual friends so. Ganolin says love you brother i love you too Ganolin. Ganolin is uh, our most appeared on on Latter-day Lives. And actually, she's going to smash her own record soon (laughs) when we get her back on. Yeah, she is amazing. And in fact, I've got some of Gainalyn's books back here, back behind me. I thought you were going to say, next to my Tron shrine. Yes, next to my Tron. Next to all my Tron memorabilia (laughs) is my Gainalyn Condi section. Wow. All kinds of just (laughs) cool stuff. Leighton Evans says, I'm graduating with a communications major. Uh, with an emphasis in media studies. Good for you, Leighton. And uh, Gaina Lynn says, we need to remedy that. Three-peat, yes. <laughs> Got to make the three-peat happen, Gaina Lynn. So... Well, Ken, I think uh, I think we've covered, boy, we covered a lot of ground in yeah. one episode. <laughs> and we want to thank everybody for joining us. This has been great. It's so fun for us to get together. And Caitlin uh, <laughs> says, Tron and me, it's the best day ever. <laughs> that, that is good. Oh, and Caitlin is sending a shout out to Leighton. Love you, brother. Yep, awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, listen, we want to thank you so much. If you enjoy sharing time, uh, you know, please, if you could leave us a a good review on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, certainly, we'd love to know, like, we've kind of shifted formats. We had topics before. Now we're kind of more being conversational and and shooting the bull with people. Love to know your feedback, Uh, you know, what you're interested in. You can go to Facebook or Instagram and let us know. And uh, we we just love to hear back from you. And also, <laughs> Dan Dumas just jumped in and said, did I miss the smoked meats discussion? <laughs> Dan was actually my, my teacher's quorum advisor. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, one of the best dudes I know. Hello, Dan. We didn't get to the smoked meats tonight, but, oh, and Leighton Evans says, Gaina Lynn, Used to be my mission prep teacher. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Talk about an That's amazing mission prep yeah. teacher. So anyway, Dan, we'll we'll have to hit the smoked meats next time. Plenty to talk about with that. So anyway, Ken, it's great to see you. And thank you so much to all of you who have joined. If you enjoy this uh, type of casual conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, please send us a message. Let us know what you think of this format versus having a, a formal topic. We're still kind of feeling our way through it all, and uh, but it's just awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. All of you with the podcast, again, the best thing you can do is share it. Oh, and I'm going to quickly say hello to Cindy Hofer-Galt. 
She says, sorry, I missed most of this. Cindy, we're sorry you missed it, but we're glad that you caught the tail end of it. And of course, all this is going to be available on the podcast. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We hope to see you next time for the Sharing Time podcast. I'm Sean Rapier. I'm Ken Craig. We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 